Hey, 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 it's terrible. This is episode four of season six. This is episode fifty-four. Uh, we uh, we've been talking, you know, generally sixty-card casual. Uh, we started off by talking about the MPL <laughs> multiplayer <laughs> limited. Uh, we got over to lands, connected that back to commander because, of course, uh, and then last week, as we all know, we talked about cats, rats, and. Uh, a beautiful deck of bruises. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm gonna play my. Th- I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play our theme song. Okay. And uh, when we get back, we're gonna talk about something new. Ish. All right. Because I don't know how to build a deck. Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I am Bruce. That's Bruce. Uh, <laughs> as I said, we uh, we've talked about lands. We've talked about a cool a cool cat deck, uh, and uh, you know, I think if anything, uh, last week's episode, last week's deck tale, has uh, shown us that sixty card decks can have as much personality as a commander deck. And uh, whether you're talking about either format, um, it's really hard to come up with that that character, that that panache. The uh, I was saying this word earlier. What was it? It was uh, personality. There we yes. go. Uh, <clears throat> a deck a deck that has personality stands out. It's fun uh, to play because people recognize it as like, oh, that's that does a quirky little thing. Uh, you know, with the the cat rat. Oh, deck yeah. uh it 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 does the the cats in like a like it, it really leans on that hungry links uh and shapeshifter kind of mirror entity type thing yeah bruce has another deck uh that i'm sure we'll talk about at some point where uh it it shifts between like playing out peer and toothy who are partners in battle bond uh, but it, bringing it to a 60-card deck, it gives it, you know, an extra layer of mechanics where you're generally not using the the legendary rule as a mechanic. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is 60-card <laughs> brings this, this level of, uh, I guess, deck building where you can really lean into the things, or certain things that you can't in Commander. Uh, and obviously vice versa. Right. Um, and we just kind of wanted to talk about, you know, where we get ideas. Um, I'm going to probably rely on Bruce a little bit more because I feel like, uh, I have, I have a handful of decks that do have a bit of, uh, personality. Uh, but I mean, in terms of 60 card decks, I had a standard ish playable goblin deck, uh, from like Dominaria period um, at one point right. and my current 60 card decks include uh, <laughs> a Tressorhorn deck that we built for this show right so uh, I wouldn't say that a lot of mine have that much character but well uh, I've got uh, I've got 15 years plus of building just 60 card casual decks before I even started building commander decks so you know, there's a little, a little <laughs> bit of a bonus there that I, I got a bit of a head start on you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've, I've been, del- I've been building decks for 15 years too. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> so, um, so like, is it a different experience to like build a 60 card deck than a commander deck? Like, obviously with commander, it's a Sigmundson format, so it's, it's a little different in terms of like, well, now you can have, you know up to four of each card um like where where does that i guess spark no pun intended the, uh, i mean come from? for me the difference yeah. the difference between building commander versus 60 card with 60 card if you want and this is not how i have always built them so this is not anything you know 
in particular, but I've always felt like with 60 card, you can build a deck around that revolves around four different cards or three different cards mm-hmm. because you can just run multiple copies. So whereas in Commander, if you're trying to set up a combo around three or four cards, you're looking at a, a ton of tutors. You just absolutely have tutors. You have to have them. And, you know, and then you need to find other cards that will find that, you know, that can find the tutor or the, or the cards you're looking for. And I just feel like so much of your commander deck then turns into uh, you building this whole thing to try and get to this one spot. And 60 card, it's just, here you go. There are your cards. And <laughs> just make it, you know, and then you make it work. Like, you know, like, well, we were talking about the cat rat deck. I keep coming back to this thing. But that deck to me doesn't is not a deck that exists in commander just because it works you know because you get an interaction with the links and with an with another card or this card and another card and then if you get three or four of them out at the same time then it you know it does something special you start talking like that in commander and then you're just talking magical christmas land which (laughs) means that the thing that you really want it to do just can't happen or it happens right. so infrequently, you're just not going to have a lot of fun with the deck. So, right. it, so you can build that part different. Um, on the other hand, there's a deck building premise that started with 60-card tournament decks. With the idea being, if you put 24 lands in a 60-card deck, that leaves you now with 36 cards remaining. So these are the cards you're going to actually add to your, you know, that, that give your deck the personality. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're allowed to put four copies of every card in the deck, well, 36 divided by four, you, it means you're getting nine. So realistically now, your entire deck is revolves around nine cards. Well, this becomes very easy to build a deck when you're only looking for nine cards. <laughs> um, hey. You know, you start looking for a combo, maybe three different cards, and then you've got these other cards that help you ramp or do card draw or whatever. And then bang, you've got your deck. And then you can say that that's very different from Commander, where you've got, if you put 40 cards in, you you need 60 cards. But, well, if you're only looking for nine different cards, then put 37 land in your deck. Now you have 63. It means you need seven copies of each card. Instead of putting four copies of Cultivate in your deck because you think that that's the best card that you can use for this. It's not, but humor me. <laughs> um, okay, well, I, I can use that card. But I'm still looking for eight others. So now I start searching through and finding other cards. And of those eight cards, you'll find a whole bunch more. And then you just tailor it to fit whatever theme you're working with. And then suddenly, your 60-card casual and your 100-card singleton commander, the deck builds are very can be very similar if you, if you want to go that route. Yeah. And so, like, you can have four, would you say, cultivates uh, in your 60-card. Easy. You can obviously find plenty of similar ramp for your commander deck, and it easily you can go overboard with that. Uh, I know that I have a yeah. deck that I'm building right now that I have probably... I say probably. I definitely have too many uh, sources of that type of ramp. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, like, I think land ramp is probably an easy example but like when it, it sometimes it gets to be where like you want your deck to function in a certain way uh so you're looking for cards that do a very specific thing do you have like an easy way of like figuring out like oh like i'm looking for a card that does this and then how do you go about searching for that card whether it's in your collection or over scryfall um it really does depend on what the card you know what the card does um, mm-hmm. If if I'm looking to add ramp to my deck, well, then I'm gonna. I have this wonderful app, Deck Builder, and it has all of my cards in it. So I will just open up the app, find what I'm looking for, and see if I have it. Because I'm not gonna buy ramp. Because <laughs> I don't want to buy ramp. If it's yeah. you know, if it's a card that's essential to the deck. Because I mean, with ramp, I mean what in theory. If you're going to build a 60-card casual, I, you could put four copies of Soul Ring in it. I, I mean, that sounds horrific and boring and miserable all the way around, but you could do it. To be fair, our group could not do it. Uh, we play by legacy rules, so no four Soul Rings. But it's just there's a whole bunch of different uh, 
I mean, there are so many different options. So I try and find, you know, especially with ramp, find something that fits your theme. Uh, you know, if I can find, if I could find a cat that made mana or let me search mm. for a land when it came into play, it would be in the deck. Um, mm. it, just that kind of thing. You, you know, especially with your, especially with 60 card, because, um, like, I mean, fit the theme, you're going to put that in your 100-card deck, but you're going to need, you know, you need seven pieces of ramp, and they mm -hmm. all have to be different. Whereas for the 60-card, you need four pieces of ramp, and they can all be the same card. So if you find something that fits your theme perfectly, you can put four copies in. I want something a little more original, so I try not to do that. But Right. Um, so I try and mix it up. Uh, enchantment removal. I could have ran four copies of, of the Kasali Pride Mage, but I like to mix it up. Uh, and try things, try other things. So, uh, yeah, mi yeah, yeah. Try and mix and match a little bit. But yeah, especially generally, over play periods, you get to see what works better and what falls short of expectation. And a lot of times, I, I, what I find is that you know, each each of them has a strong a strong suit, and somewhere where they're weak. Uh, if you're locked down and you can't play creatures. And you're locked down by an artifact or an enchantment. You better have a way to get around that. And if you picked four Kasali Pride Mages, you don't. So <laughs> why not mix it up a little bit? Sure. Yeah. It doesn't. You know, it limits how how well you optimize the deck. But well, you know, we aren't trying we'll to optimize. We're trying yeah. to have fun. So um, let's mix it up. Obviously, ramp is like you know the basic thing. Yeah. Um, and like where I struggle especially with building decks is like coming up with like, Oh, like this is a funky way or like, this is like where I want the deck to go mechanically. Right. Um, you know, like it's easy to, I say it's easy, but like it's, it's, it's easy to go for like a way, like a creature type theme deck. Sure. Um, in terms of like, well, cats, for instance, there's plenty of life gain. There's plenty of card draw. There's plenty of removal. Right. Uh, all, stapled to cats uh and that's great um and not to say that your deck was easy build because like to find the hungry links and then think about all right like well do i want to make everything cats do i want right whatever and, um, and to me this is why when i do a deck build any deck build you know i've heard a lot of people say you know it's like it's so hard to build with blank on a blank slate i'm looking at this yeah. blank sheet of paper and i'm trying to come up with what 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 the deck should be like mm -hmm. i never start with a blank slate i always have an idea before i even get started well it's just the deck for the hungry links it was because i previewed the card and i wanted to build around it so mm -hmm. you know i didn't start with a blank slate i started with four copies of hungry links where do i go from here like, okay well then i can take that card and break it down into its parts and say, how can I make this work? What can I do here? How can this work? How can this work? And yeah. you just sort of, you know, flip it around, and then you start building off of that. So, um, if you're in the middle of preview season and you've seen a, a card that you think is spectacular and you really want to build around it, well, there you go. You no longer have a blank slate. You just found a card, and it doesn't even have to be a commander. It can be any card. If you you're just like, this card is amazing. I need to run this in a deck. It's like, okay, well. If it doesn't fit any of the decks you currently have, then you're going to want to put it. You're going to want to create a new deck. Well, okay. So, right off the bat, your commander has to be at least those colors, maybe more, or color, yeah, or whatever. And then just sort of build out from there. And then pretty soon, you know, maybe that one card you started with isn't even relevant to the deck anymore, but it got you started. It it got you know it got your creative juices flowing and started you know setting up what you want to do so yeah i uh i i've been slowly but surely uh reorganizing my my collection because i mean i i had it all set the pandemic hit and then i just like kept buying boosters just out of stress boredom etc yep. um and then i started buying boxes of set boosters and like boy those things are great but uh, you know, I was like, man, I have so many cards, I should start building decks. And I think that that is, like, kind of my... That's my bane. Okay. Is, like, I get stuck on, like, trying to figure out, like, I... I get stuck on trying to figure out, like, well, what do I want this deck to do? 
I have all of I have access to all of these cards without needing to buy a single one. And I uh, I I flip through them. I'm like, oh, this could be fun, and this could be fun. Like, do they belong together? Whatever. Um, and then mm-hmm. I'll put it. I'll put a you know I'll put a, a pile aside or whatever, and then uh, come back to it in like a couple days and add more, take some away, and you know it's still a pile of like a hundred cards, and I'm like. <sighs> Um, and I guess it's the, like, probably (laughs) just by building decks, I will get past this idea, um, of just like, well, like, I want to build a deck with this card. Why don't I put it in this deck that has these colors? Um, even if it's not like helpful, it doesn't do the thing the deck wants to do. Right. Um, and it's this, this idea of like, my decks are like higher stakes because I've only built so many 60 card decks. Um, so it's like, well, I want it to be fun, but like, I, I, I mean, this is advice that I've heard plenty of times as like an artistic person of like, Oh, well like you're, you know, you're a writer. You, you write and write and write, just keep writing. Just don't stop writing, write on a regular basis. Right. Uh, don't shame yourself for stop writing. Just like write until you don't write and then write more. And some of it is going to be garbage. Um, and that's just a fact of yeah. life. Um, and I think it's kind of the same way with decks is like, especially where we are playing 60 card casual garbage decks are, you know, the name of the game. Uh, and you want it to function. Sure. Um, but kind of trying to stick to stick to the plan is, I think, my hardest thing. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, like, I've got, you know... And that's where I, I struggle. It's like, uh, even if I have an idea of a deck, it quickly uh, loses focus and then it becomes bloated. Uh, right. So how do you... <laughs> How do you keep that focus uh, of a deck, or like if you come, if you realize your deck's becoming bloated, how do you cut out the cards that you you realize aren't doing the job? Um, okay, well, with sixty card, for mm. the most part, you get away with one or two cards. There's mm. only one or two cards extra that you could put in there that don't fit your theme, because most of the time you need every slot. You know, if you well, what if you drop if you put in two or three cards that don't fit your theme, that are just cool cards and I want them in there. Well, that's three out of 60. Okay, now take it out of 100, and now suddenly you've got five. Five cards that don't fit your theme in a commander deck, I mean, the odds are you're going to draw one of them every game, and mm-hmm. that's maybe not where you want to be. As far as being knowing when to pull them out or how to spot it and realize what you're doing, I am the worst. Uh, I am. I am the worst. I have so many pet cards, so many, uh, you know, this would just be so cool. And then I put it in and it doesn't work. And of course it didn't work. You knew it wasn't going to work when you did it because you've tried it before in other decks and it still doesn't work. And uh, I mean, for me, most of the time it means go play the, go play the deck, Mm -hmm. you know, and just at that last moment when your deck is doing really well, but, you know, and then things turn and it's looking ugly and you need that card and you flip over the top card of your deck. It's like, this is going to be it. No, and it's that little junky card you threw in there because you think it's going to be so cool. And it just did nothing. Nothing. You get that pounded into you a few times and then suddenly you're going back through your deck and just like, okay, this is out, this is out, this is out. And then you find something else that's, you know, that's still cool, but fits with the theme of your deck a little better. Or, you yeah. know, however. And then you start pulling it apart. I mean, there are a handful of people, I think, who can build excellent decks right off the bat. But I am not one of them. So, you know. Yeah. You got you to build. You just got to build. Build the deck and, yeah. and go. I think it's it's tough for me because there's, I think, I just looked it up on Scarfall. There's 22,195 cards currently as of recording that are legal and legacy yeah and it's just so hard to like look at that number and be like but there's probably something better (laughs) um 
or like but like where do i start it's such an overwhelming number like that also includes mm-hmm. lands and uh garbage cards that you'd never play uh or honestly cards that are too expensive uh well whew, yeah uh, and i mean this is why i don't look at the number yeah i don't want to know how many how many cards i could choose from i mean this is why theme decks are so popular in the first place yeah <clears throat> if i'm gonna choose like you said goblins I'm going to choose goblins as my theme. And the only creatures in this deck are going to be goblins. Well, right off the bat, you've taken that 20,000 card, 20, 22,000 cards, and you've eliminated most of them because your only creatures are going to be goblins. So every card that isn't a creature or every card that is a creature but not a goblin is now gone from that 22,000. There's still a lot of goblins. It's not yeah. like you now suddenly have no choice. And every single goblin that, that exists now has to go into your deck. You know, uh, this isn't us from, from an earlier season when we were when we built our pests. We built oh, pests yeah. over the, over it was the germs. Germy, germs, right? I mean, yes, every single one of them had to go in. That you know, because that was pushed. That's how we pushed the theme. With a theme like goblins or elves or even soldiers, and you can get a cat, even cats. You you get options. But it yeah. comes down to a much more manageable pile. And you can say, okay, I think I've done the best I can do with this. And then you go from there. Um, so, yeah. You know. I've been, uh, so I, I've been tinkering with a 60-card deck. And it's based around uh, Nadir, Agent of the Duskinol. Yeah, uh, and I think we'll we'll end up showcasing this deck as uh, my deck tale for episode eight. Um, so he's five and a black. He's a three three legendary creature from Commander Legends. He's an uncommon. Uh, it says whenever a token you control leaves the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on Nadir, Agent of the Duskinol. Uh, when Nadir leaves the battlefield, create a number of one one green elf warrior creature tokens equal to its power um and it's interesting uh i've got one so far i only have one copy in the deck i think i might put in more um but uh where my mind directly went was oh this just says tokens uh this doesn't say creature tokens this is any token that you have if a token that you control is leaving the battlefield you put a plus one plus one counter on it uh, right. So my mind went to treasures because sure. treasures have been. Uh, they're all over the place. You can get they're, plenty of they, them. They're, yeah, yeah, there's too many. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll talk about this, you know, in a couple episodes when I have it more down packed. Um, I think I have to order a few more uh, copies because, it, like, it, as we're talking in this episode right now, mm-hmm. I'm realizing, like, oh, like, the deck really relies on Nadir. Um, to do its thing and you know we talked previously especially I mean we talked a little bit about this before the episode but we talked about your Peer and Toothy deck um, and how it relies on the like the legend rule yeah the legend rule which you don't generally come into contact with in commander and it's like it's like a nice little like twist on how we normally play uh so if I put in more, he'll leave the battlefield because a new one's coming in. So I may be, you know You're finding you're finding a way for the card to work in a sixty card deck that it wouldn't normally work in a in a commander deck. Yeah. And I mean, it can. Right. You know. There's hoops you don't really need to jump through to make that happen. So well, I think that that sounds like fun. Um and uh, we're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we're going to talk more about just general, like, uh, where we can get ideas for decks. Yeah. Um, where we can get, th- like, where where we spark our thoughts in terms of, uh, you know, decks. <laughs> uh, so we'll be right back. All right. This episode of Temple of the False Pod is brought to you by... The Big Idea. I got a big idea. Yeah, you do. I've got more than one. Whoa. Maybe I'll build a deck with it. Them. You know, instead of the big idea as the commander, what about the big idea in a 60 card? Something to think about. I'm not going to elaborate on this. Back to you. (laughs) Hey, welcome back. Uh, We were just talking about... uh... 
some some big ideas we had uh, for some casual sixty card decks. Um, I got some great ideas. Wh- like what? Oh, okay. Maybe they're not great. They're just big. Oh, I got oh, some okay. big ideas. Ah. All right. Bruce, so where are we getting these ideas from? Who knows? Uh, I mean, usually I get my ideas from opening packs and then being like, "Ooh, this card. I like this." I put it to the side and. Uh, generally, this is where this is where it fails me. I forget about it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think uh, if if any of you out there are, are listening to this, take my advice. Do as I say, not as I do. Uh, write these ideas down in a place that you won't lose it. Uh, I I now currently have a. Uh, I, I use Google Sheets a lot. Yeah. Uh, I love spreadsheets. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it would work as well with a, a Google Doc or something of the similar ilk. I, I use the notepad on my mm. iPhone, and I've got one of them. It just says deck ideas, and it's just, oh, that's a good idea. Deck ideas, and just yeah. Stick it in there, and away you go. So, And um, I've always got my phone with me, so it works out. I, uh, I I have a I have a Discord server where it's just me, so then I can have like different I can have different channels. I've got like one for like time codes on certain like YouTube videos if they're yeah. like super long. If it's like a like a D and D thing, sure. Where, like I'll be like, oh, I stopped here or yeah. whatever. Um, and one of them is now deck ideas uh, or nice. like you know cards I want to buy. Uh, yeah, you know I've, I've got, got that one too. Yeah. It, it, so that it's not just clogging up my 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 cart on whatever website, yeah. uh, and then I'm getting emails being like, "Hey, you got uh, you got some cards in your right your cart," um, and it's just always nice to be able to go back reference those cards uh, on quick notice. Yeah. Um, so take take that advice. Yes. And <laughs> Do I will, what you will. I will say that as far as coming up with ideas, mm-hmm. um, folks. You're you you're hearing my source of information here, and it's the same one that you're listening to right now. The internet between my Twitter feed, where mm-hmm. I regularly reach out and say, "What card would be really cool with this?" And I give you the card that I was thinking of, and then it's like, "I know that there's something here, but I just can't figure it out. I can't see the connection. I don't know where this is going." And then I've got the thousand people on my um, that are following me. You know, sending in sending in card ideas. Now, you know, sure, some of them are not going to be particularly inventive, and some of them are probably ideas you already had, especially if you've gone and looked. But um, a lot of times, I will get stuff, and I'll be like, "That is interesting," or "That's different, not something I considered." Mm. And you know, and the key is don't don't limit them. Don't limit, don't limit these other, these people who are going to give you these ideas. You know, it's like, sure, maybe maybe you were thinking about it for a commander deck, so you're looking for ideas in these two colors. Well, don't tell them that. Just put it out there, unless it's uh, you know a situation where you know what works well with this, and it's an obvious, it's something that's obvious that you know that blue does so much better, but you're not going to use blue. Then you know. Then you say yeah but not blue because i don't want all my answers to be blue cards (laughs) but leave it open and it's amazing how many times and i've done this plenty of times where it's like wow that takes it in a whole different direction and suddenly the commander i was thinking about is not the right way to go you're looking at a two you know you're looking at a different different color set um and you you know they'll you get pointed to a different commander it's it's just amazing how how quickly this sort of thing can really work in your favor. So, um, so between Twitter and just you know, random friends online, uh, all sorts you know, wh- wherever you go and you're getting feedback, go there, get feedback. Um, yeah. It, so much of this is you know, we all get locked in our own little patterns as far as how we're thinking about it, and inviting somebody else in suddenly opens up a whole new line of thought that you hadn't even considered and then you can just go running down that path and that's one of my favorite places to get I yeah. get deck ideas or at least card ideas for the deck 
that actually just reminded me um, of actually, I kind of, I guess my my take on this, which is uh, just play more Magic. Um, deck ideas kind of come yeah. from, at least for me, from certain interactions happening and being like, oh, I want to do this more. Um, I've talked about this plenty uh, on this podcast, yes. especially in the early episodes, where, uh, you know, playing the Dominaria pre-release, um, I, I I got Traxos, Scourge of Krug out, I got on Sarah's wings onto him, and it gave him Vigilance, so it was a flying, flying 8-8 trample, lifelink, beautiful. Right. Um, and so, like, that was another one of my early 60-card decks, was Mono White, Traxos, Fly, Vig. Um, <laughs> and I, I'll, I'll probably bring that one back, because uh, it's, it's fun. It's, I mean, so it's like, you know, if you can't, if you're, you know, it, it's, it's the same with writer's block where it's like, if you're, if you have writer's block, if you're stuck on writing, just write. So it's like, if you're stuck on building a deck, just play, play more magic and you'll, you'll, you'll figure something out. Well, exactly. Part of the idea with the, uh, just play, um, it's, it gets, you get inspired by what's going on. Um, yeah. The first the first game of Magic I ever played involved a rabid wombat. And my <laughs> friends were putting auras on it because they'd only been playing a short period of time and nobody really knew or even cared that these cards probably weren't very good. But it inspired, you know, I just thought, this is amazing and this is really cool. And I got into Magic. Yeah, rabid wombat brought me into Magic. Who knew? Um, I did. But it meant that I built another one later. Mm-hmm. And I followed... A very similar vein to it in that you know playing the enchantments and making it work now it was nowhere it was it was a completely different thing than what i had built Mm -hmm. Uh, because before it was just a random stack of cards with virtually uh almost every green red and white i don't remember what colors i played but it was virtually all of the three colors that i had because i had at that point, I think I had 150 cards. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah it, Do you it, have like 200 now? Is that what's... Uh, a little bit more than that. Just a little bit. Oh, God. Um, but it just meant that, you know, now I've, I've followed that same theme with the enchantments and auras and making and going about all this stuff. But that deck idea came from a game. Um, and, yeah. and this happens all the time. I mean... The more you play, the more you're going to get, uh, uh, the more deck ideas you're going to get. And a lot of times you'll pull this from, uh, from your, from the friends you play with. Um, yeah, I think it's, 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 it's great because it's, you're like, you're using your own experience, uh, and you're using the stories that you get from, uh, from playing as your inspiration because it's like, I want to recreate the feeling I got when I played this. Yeah. Uh, I want to recreate that experience. And even if you're never going to have that exact experience again, um, it, it brings along this, it brings along new experience, honestly. Um, and, uh, what's the word? Um, it breeds, uh, a certain type of gameplay. Uh, it breeds the, the, the type of gameplay, the level of gameplay, the, the power Right. Uh, that you are looking for um, if you're using your own experience as your uh, rubric. As far as, you know, other ideas, take your bad ideas and, and put it out there. I've had more than one, where I, uh, more than one game where uh, after the initial game, it was like nothing worked for the deck. It just didn't work. But I still thought it was a great idea. So I literally just guys, what do you think? And I sort of laid out the cards and explained what I was trying to do and said, can this work? Is, or, you know, did I just have bad luck or do you have better suggestions, ways to improve the deck or just, you know, a different idea or a different way, a way you can go. And I've had everything from, no, this doesn't work because of X, Y, Z, or yes, this works, but you're using, you should try this instead. Uh, you know, one of uh, 
I built a I built a card uh, built a deck around Master of Cruelties, mm-hmm. and uh, and I tried using Dwarven Warrior, which uh, for those who don't know, it's a three mana one one creature, and it taps and allows a creature with a power of two or less to attack unblocked. And it's like, okay, that's great. Um, but there are much better cards than Dwarven Warrior that do the exact same thing. In fact, mm-hmm. there's a creature that costs one and a red that does the exact same thing. It's just straight up cheaper. And it's not a dwarf, but I didn't need a dwarf. I just needed the creature. So it was the little things to improve the deck and make it run a little smoother, make it run a little faster, you know, adjust this, turn this knob. And, it, you know, and with that deck, it wasn't a really a turning the knob. It was, we changed enough cards that suddenly it worked. Mm. And it, you know, that, so essentially we took my bad idea, used other people's ideas and turned it into a good idea. So, so that's one way to make it work. Yeah, and it's those things too where it's like you, you'll just go throughout the day and think of certain cards and be like, hmm, how does this work with this? And then you, and I think that uh, for me, what I need to do is just play the deck earlier, um, because playing a deck, like you said, will sort out its the things that aren't working at all, the things that are working less than desirable, the things that are kind of working, the things that don't work, the things that are working, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then you can choose out of those categories, like, all right, these things don't work the way I want it to, so I'm going to take them out. I'm going to replace them with X, Y, Z. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not about optimizing, but it is about making a deck playable. Um, but I think I think where I where I fail to where I fail at deck building is getting it out the door. Like that first step is playing it once. And then playing it three more times, because playing it once is not yeah, going to be any not... sort of data point for what works no. and what doesn't, um, because you could have a really really lucky game. Yeah. Um, I was just playing the precon of the blue white spirit mm. from Crimson Val, and it was the first time I had ever played yeah. it. Straight out of the box, shuffled it up, played. First like six turns, I was like, I was beating down my opponents. And then one board wipe later, uh, I was stuck drawing for the rest of the game uh, until I died. Uh, And, like, that doesn't mean that that deck is bad. And that doesn't mean that that deck, like, I should have just, like, gone all out and finished the game early. Like, it doesn't mean either of those things. I played it once. Right. Um, Granted, you know, we could talk forever about how uh, modern pre-cons are you know overpowered but yeah uh, that'll be i don't know next season yeah that's, uh, <laughs> that's for a different day um, um another way and for me this is kind of the something i love to do is find the weird card find the weird card and just how can i build with this um my personal favorite uh when i've talked about this before is day of dragon day of the dragons Day of the Dragons is an enchantment. It costs seven mana. It's four blue, blue, blue. Um, And it reads, when Day of the Dragons enters the battlefield, exile all creatures you control. Then create that many five, five red dragon creature tokens with flying. When Day of the Dragons leaves the battlefield, sacrifice all the dragons you control. Then return the exiled cards to the battlefield under your control. Now take that and, and then just run with that. Like mm. this is this is weird and bizarre, and in the end, you're probably not going to want to build an entire deck revolving around a seven mana enchantment. But it does for it. It it lets you look at things and say to yourself, okay, so do I want to build a deck that's uh, loaded down with a bunch of small enter the battlefield trigger creatures and a bunch of mass removal? So, you know, get out your five creatures or whatever, wrath the entire board, or no, not wrath the entire board, get out your five creatures, play your Day of Dragons, get your five, five dragons out there, do your thing, and when you're running low on dragons, then wrath the board. You'll lose one dragon, then all five of your little little creatures come back, all the enter the battlefield triggers go off again, and away you go. 
you know, you just make things, you know, just try and make it work. And, you know, and then, and with a card like this, it goes all over the place. Uh, I've messed around with this one using token creatures uh, because I was getting, I, had, I think it was in a blue green deck and I built, so I would get a ton of sapperlings mm-hmm. and turn, and then they would turn into dragons. Now, sure, when Day of the Dragons left the battlefield, I wouldn't get the sapperlings because they were tokens. They're gone. But I did get bigger 5-5 dragons and that was cool. Um, so, you know, all kinds of stuff. And then, uh, you know, when it leaves the battlefield, when it enters the battlefield, well, you know, how do you make Flicker work with that? How does you know? Right. How do you build a deck where Flicker becomes that advantageous to to make this happen, so that you're getting the enter the battlefield and then the exit, and somehow you're getting a benefit to this? Um, and you know, you just go on and on and look at all other all these scenarios where this is relevant, and then at some point you're like, okay, well, I got the idea. Now, do I want to eliminate some part of this and build around this new this new concept? Because these are ideas that you don't get from your run-of-the-mill card because your run-of-the-mill card doesn't do this. Now, yeah. Find that weird and wacky card and think to yourself, okay, can I build an entire deck around this and how would I do that? And then you start looking at other cards in different ways. So it's an interesting little uh, way to get things started so that you're not just stuck with that blank slate right it's yeah yeah exactly it's always nice to kind of start with a card go from there see if it does what you want it to do right um i guess this is a subjective question or at least a question that would require a subjective answer um at what point for you uh is a deck like too optimized or at least like too off of the theme like theme in this scenario would be whatever the deck is trying to do so like um you know you could load your deck up with mana drains and whatever yeah and have this like totally optimized deck but like it doesn't do the the characteristic of the deck um for me at least the for the most part If I've got the cards in there that make the deck do what it's supposed to do, mm-hmm. then I'm pretty happy already. Now, if I'm looking, you know, if I see a new card come out, and I'm like, wow, that would do so, that would do the thing that one of those key cards does so much better, then yeah, maybe I'll put that in. Maybe. Uh, it'll depend on how much better it's going to make the deck, because I don't want a deck that's going to... Uh, slaughter on a regular basis because then every time I play that deck I'm just going to have three people who are trying to kick the crap out of me right from the start <laughs> um, and I don't want that because um, I don't want my games to turn into arch enemy games ever I, right those if it's going to be an arch enemy game then it better be at the last you better be in the last turn or two turns because I want it to end fast I don't want this to be from the start um the area where I really watch more than anything is with the minor stuff. If I'm looking at a, at a card that draws cards at a more effective rate than one of the cards in my deck, do I really want to add that in? It'll make the deck better. It certainly streamlines it. But in the end, it, it just you know, how much polish do you want on your deck? Yeah. Um, and when it comes to stuff that's not essential to the core, I'm not that interested in in making that that much better Um, yeah i guess where i come from is like i i fall into the trap too often of like trying to make my deck do the thing um where i then end up realizing after i've sleeved it up and put the lands in and then whatever i guess in the other order put the lands in and sleeved it up but uh i realize like oh like i don't have enough you know removal or i don't have any card draw um and i guess like that kind of comes with practice um but uh how like how i guess it's the opposite or the inverse question of how much is too much on theme is there a thing as too much on theme 
depends on your theme, I guess. Um, we just did, uh, not that long ago, we did our Kamigawa decks. Mm-hmm. And we both stayed on theme really well, but in theory, we could have been including Kamigawa lands. We could have been including, uh, there were, you know, we could have said any ramp has to be from Kamigawa block. And we didn't. Because mm-hmm. in the end, we built these decks, and my intention was at some point to put the deck together. So there was, there was certainly a certain amount of give that I was willing to put on that. Um, other decks, if you follow theme too tightly, it can become too powerful. Um, but again, that's a that's a product of of your deck of your group. Maybe mm. it needs to be that powerful. Um, you know, maybe you've chosen a theme that reduces the power of your deck, and every other card outside that theme has to be the optimal card for your deck to be able to survive in your playgroup. And that that can be the case in just about every playgroup, depending on how yeah. how ridiculous your theme is yeah i i mean like i think it's interesting too because i also come from the camp of like like there's not enough interaction uh happening right now um and maybe that's just in the commander scene um and but at the same time like it's not necessarily necessary like with multiplayer and maybe you shouldn't you know fully lean on this but with multiplayer there are two other opponents that have a similar opponent um so you know out of the three of you hopefully one of you has the answer that you need um and so i guess less than uh you know add more interaction and more of at least consider more interaction and if it doesn't make your deck do your thing better or more not even more consistently if it doesn't do the deck thing of the deck uh then then weigh how much you want it in your deck or not but uh you know i i I would come from the camp of uh do at least consider more interaction uh because you know more interaction means that your deck may be able to do the thing like you want it to, or at least not fall apart at the smallest sign of right. board wipe, uh, targeted removal, uh, whatever, uh, taxation. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, deck building's difficult, and uh, the thing I need to keep in mind. Uh, as we start to wrap this up, is uh, twofold. One, build more decks because that gives you the experience of building decks. And two, play those decks even if they're utter garbage because then you learn why they're garbage. Um, uh, It's the the, uh, the tale as old as time. Uh, It's the the fable of the rabid wombat uh, Mm -hmm. because, I mean, (laughs) I'm sure... uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. I hope I'm not stepping over any boundaries. Uh, or, yeah. Uh, your original Rabbit Wombat deck was probably utter garbage. But, like, you had fun with it. You learned from it. You hold that the 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 essence of that deck as a, a serious memory um, that you you use as your, your mantra. Um in in building decks and playing right. games and yeah the deck was utter garbage of course it was <laughs> i mean and now you've got a new one yeah uh you know with your your new your newly obtained which, copies of rabid wombat right you gotta which is just slightly better than the than the rancid garbage that i built oh so long ago because the deck still isn't good that, right that, but who cares but who cares right i'm yeah. going i'm going for the moment uh, and exactly. honestly, if your if your big idea is it allows you to, is is to create some deck that's going to allow you to dominate your group over and over again, come up with a new idea. Uh, you know, look for something that's going to make the table say "Wow" or create great laughs, great laughs, because uh, that's what that's really what you're looking for. 
And so as we start, as we continue to wrap this up, um, we'll be back next week with uh, Temple's Treasures. You think we forgot? Nah, nah. Just because we finished with enchantments doesn't mean we can't go on to uh, sorceries. Yeah. The next best thing. Um, next week, we're going to talk about a handful of sorceries from prior to 8th edition. Uh, their first printing was prior to 8th edition. And uh, they're going to be the color of... Let's go with green sorceries. Green! The color of money. Um, the color of leaves. The color of vomit. The color of boogers. The color of uh, stinky gas. I'm sure we'll find some green sorceries. So make sure you come back for that. Uh, and this is going to be, uh, you know, we're still going to follow the same rules of uh, EDA Trek decks and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh because uh, we're not we're not just talking about a sixty card here. We're talking about deep. We got it all. Deep philosophical uh, ideas that really hold weight in the the world of magic. Uh, so be sure to share yeah. these episodes uh, <laughs> so that I, everybody can hear me shit on Bruce's wombat deck. Uh, <laughs> but hey. We're Temple of False Pot. We're decks are not optimized, but are played sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Thank you so much for listening to episode 54. Uh, again, we'll be back next week. Uh, have a great night, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye! Wait, wait. Before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on twitter at falsepodmtg bruce is at mana burned and i'm at andy weekend though you'll definitely notice i use the podcast twitter far more often now that we've got you here make sure you subscribe like rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use it helps us out it gets us more reach subscribe to us on our youtube channel uh like a video there leave some comments for more casual enjoyment thank you so much for listening we'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!